Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have Jaime Rivera back on the show. The two of us were able to do one of our special recordings where the two of us are in the same room and we get to really play off one another. But of course, at the end of this week, uh, the only thing we can really talk about, and I know Jaime had a ton of things to say about it, which is why I was so excited to have him back on the show. We talk about LG, and we actually talk through the things that we believe led to what the news was this past week, LG Mobile leaving the smartphone business. So that's really everything that we talk about. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Enjoy, everybody. I have a very distinct feeling that most of this episode will be us just reminiscing. But will it be reminiscing or will it be analyzing the why? All of the above. A lot of people are making it a big deal about the why. Why is LG closing shop fully? And you know what? I... I don't think any of us really, do we really understand? Like some creators even made it about us not giving LG some importance. I'm glad you brought it up. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's not that. Like I don't control what review units I get. Exactly. There There has been no single LG product that has come to my desk for review that has not been reviewed. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, Let's, I think we've had so many examples of companies like HTC mm-hmm. where they made some very bold bets. But then, you know, strategically for most companies, and I'm not going to give anybody a, a, you know, a business lesson over what to do or what not to do. But, you know, there are companies like Samsung that make really bold bets, but at the same time, they have products that provide a sustainable bed where these bold products will generate the buzz while these, products at the bottom are the ones that are bringing in the constant revenue, the entry-level A-series, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, in the case of Apple, it's the same thing. But we can't say that LG didn't do that. Like the LG Stylo. Yes. All these, like, lower-tier were pretty much probably the best-selling lower-tier phones in the United States. So what went wrong? And, And this is the reason why I'm telling you. There is nothing in... If you go through business books, there's nothing that LG did wrong. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's a lot that... Okay, here's where I, this, here's how I categorized it in the back half of last episode with Nick. Um, first of all, regarding the whole creators talking about creators thing, it really annoyed me. If I could just be frank, it really annoyed me because let's put it this way. If there are, let's say, 100 to 200 influ- influencers, I'm using air quotes, influencers who cover LG phones... If we all bought every review unit that we actually used for our videos, do you think that we had any power at all over whether or not this would have happened to LG at all? No. Exactly. And in the end, does it it mean that we have to provide a positive opinion on a product? Exactly. So here's the thing. like Up until LG G4, I loved LG. Yeah. Then they launched the G5. And I love them even more, but it became really hard to recommend them. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Who was the first company to launch a dual camera? LG. LG. Which was the first company to actually figure out great photography on a phone? LG with the G4. Ultra wide on the G5. Ultra wide on the G5. The problem was the execution. If you remember, you and I were in the same briefing with the G5. Mm -hmm. And you remember how much we praised Dr. His last name, I think, was Wu 
who was the designer. It was a cool idea. Like I still think that those smart uh, that that VR the headset a- that uh, they did. Oh, I was about to say AR. You're right. VR, VR. That VR headset that they did, which were literally goggles. I think that that's what companies need to pull off. Mm-hmm. We saw so much innovation that day. You know what the problem was? We grabbed those phones. Everything was fine in the pre-production units that we were using in that briefing. But then when we get home, we get the final review units. We get terrible hardware. Terrible hardware. I thought you were going to bring up like boot loops. No, stuff I've like never that. had a boot loop issue Same. with LG. I, I find it hilarious when I read the comments because I have never known anybody that has had that issue. Mm. We had a few people in the comment sections for Android Authority swearing that they cannot get away from it. But there none of us None of it. us ever dealt with it. The and only I, problem I ever had was I blew up, not really blew up, but I did brick a G5 because this was when USB-C was becoming a thing mm-hmm. and we didn't have a standard yet. So I used the, the wrong cable within it. Like uh, it like expanded the battery. Oh my God. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but, but I'll always remember the G5. G5 is one of my favorites. Everything before that, you're right. I'd love the way that yeah, you put but it. You remember how sharp those chamfers were. People yes, did not like that's that. That's true. And then the manufacturing of that bottom module just did not match the top. And it was also too finicky. There was just too much you had to do to to really get the most out of that phone. Right. You had to take the battery out, and there right. was a there was like a methodology to take it out. Right. I remember that sucked. The mod- the modularity stuff really right. kind of. But then you know what the problem was? You know that that entire, if I understood correctly, that entire team was let go. Mm. Because of the G5, I don't think the G like I yeah the G5 was probably. I'm not saying it was a step in the wrong direction. It was a bad manufacturing execution of a really genius idea that had already been done before Mm -hmm. from the compact iPack, which was an HTC device with modularity. Like, I felt that that was a step in the right direction. You know, Motorola proved it with the Moto mods later. Sure. You didn't need to let the team go. And then when we get to G6, it's a completely different designer, a more toned-down approach, Slightly more conventional. But the G6 still brought innovation. Come on, 18 by 9, G6 was Mm -hmm. the first. That Still that dual camera with improvements, still great photography. Mil-spec on that hardware. That phone in that like like silvery bluish tone was freaking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It still is, in my opinion, one of the best looking phones ever. But it did not bring that wow factor that we got with the G5 or the G4, you know, the G3 even, even if the G3 was not necessarily the best best execution in the display. Okay, it wasn't the best execution, but the G3 was the first Quad HD panel. Right. So here we go, LG being first. And so what was their first mishap? Galaxy, it was Galaxy. Um, <laughs> the G Flex 2 with that Snapdragon 810. They okay. wanted to be first, and they were, and then they had issues with overheating. That yes. was their first mishap. Yeah. And then the second one was G5, which happened pretty much that same year, if I'm not mistaken. They tried really hard with that, with yeah. the G5, because you, like you said earlier, the VR, didn't they also have the LG 360 yeah. at the same time? There were a lot, they put a lot of coins in that bucket. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, I don't know, man. I feel... I, you know, LG brought as much innovation as we've seen, but the problem is that moment when they, I, I think when they got conventional. And I, I, I don't know. I Listen, I mean, what company, if not Samsung, could pick themselves up from an exploding Galaxy Note 7? 
with all the resources they had, though, in the global sense. I, th- I always said for a long time that LG is a powerhouse at home. Yeah. They always have been. But, but they- you went to Korea. I didn't. So True. I have no idea. Like, you've got better perspective over me. I this, hate this that is- I didn't go to that trip. Damn it. Yeah, I still look at those videos. And again, like we were saying, reminiscing, that was a fantastic trip to be able to look into, like, sort of the back the background of LG's sort of procedural, uh, just a lot of what goes into making their devices. It was also funny because that trip, while we were on, me and Anton uh, were on the uh, the mobile side, Issa was on the IoT side. She Mm -hmm. was actually on the completely different thing called Innofest. So we, we got two different sides of it. And LG really, I don't know, once they, it was Michael Fisher who said they had this contrarian streak. And I like that term because it was that year that LG was like, we're going to make everything think you. And they just really wanted to push that name so damn hard. Nobody liked it. Exactly. A lot of things happened. I'm not going to mention any names, but you and I know we've been to a couple of briefings where I'm not talking about US PR. I'm not talking, and pretty much not most of Korea PR, but we did go through a little situation where it was like, yeah, I'm here at this event and I'm here to to help them out. It's not really my job, but the, it, like I feel that their that their approach to PR was great, but their approach to marketing was not. Mm-hmm. They had great relationships with all of us. Yes, they <laughs> like their PR. It's just like it, it's like if they like it's like if they don't talk to each other and i you know their us division from the korean division was completely different True. and you know i do feel again i have no complaints about their pr but remember their marketing yeah there was like dude we saw palm go go down the drain over those weird ads that they put out yep and in the same case wh- how is it of ben- of benefit for me to watch jason statham play the drums on a subway as a sort of an ad for the LGV30 campaign. Oh, uh, not Jason Statham. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That guy. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. JGL. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. But those ads were terrible. Those ads were pretty bad. I liked the concept of those ads that everything was filmed using, at the time, was it the V20, 30, 30? Yeah. It was the V30. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to ask you, is Samsung marketing great? It's pretty good. Is their PR great? Yeah, they're pretty Same. good. Yeah. Apple marketing, great. Mm-hmm. Their PR, well... but their marketing is so good they make it easy and so i feel i don't feel it's if anything i could agree with the with the concept that you know anybody could feel that us influencers could have probably done a better job uh i could agree with that in the sense that you know is there a certain product that lg launched that we just didn't pay attention to which is not the case Mm -hmm. but no i i honestly i feel that it was more a problem of marketing mm-hmm. than of product. But it's also, I don't know, I would put, a, I mean, this is going to be funny because here I am coming in with the, the the same mentality that some of these other people are saying that, you know, we helped with the, we helped create the demise of LG. No. I'm, I'm sorry. If I. When have you given LG a bad review? Well, here's the thing. I've always, I I look at phones in a vacuum. You know me, I hate verses. Because if I were to put a V30 up next next to a Note 9, I think that's the right year, um, 
I would have picked the Note 9 still because it just had features that I preferred over the V30. V30 over the Note 9. Oh, hmm. that's right? an interesting one. Because if you, I would, think I would have picked the V30. Well, because there are certain features in the Note 9 that are just more practical for me. Like I get that. Like the S Pen and the way that it was a shutter. But, but here's the thing. I just, I feel that the, you know, the problem with comparing anything to the Note is it, there's no way anything else is going to win. I agree. But that, that would be the comparison that all of our audience wants us to do. But here, but <laughs> if I do a V30 versus iPhone... Oh, very different. You know what the problem is? Mm-hmm. Why would we not do those comparisons of, you know, why I stopped doing LG comparisons since G5. Mm-hmm. No, G6. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I did comparisons because, you know, we started working on G7, for example. And, dude, I remember those videos tanked. Mm. And, and again, public interest was public low. interest was low. And is it my job to drive public interest or is it their marketing's job to drive it? A hundred percent. That's a really good point. The, the point I was making was if, if I were to look at the phones in a vacuum and I put all of my effort into saying, I love LG, you should too. What's to stop a consumer from getting the phone themselves based off my quote unquote influence, yeah. but they run into the same problems I had in my review. Yeah that's going to make them return it. Right. And so, so it's not all on us. But And a, a few things happened. And again, this is my straight opinion. One, marketing. Mm-hmm. If the marketing, like, sure, they got these, like, K-pop, what's the name of them, for G7. Oh, who was it? Oh. So it's funny, because I, I gave my daughter, a, it's, listen, you want to know what phones my kids have? My, my daughter has a G7. My son has a V30S. Nice. These are the phones they have. These are great phones, and they're mil specs. So I'm like, no, they're perfect. <laughs> Go straight they're to the kids. Perfect for my kids. <laughs> uh, like, but again, like my daughter went crazy because this K-pop band. I forget. The I name. forget the name too. I forget who it they're, was. They're crazy popular. They're right now doing Samsung ads. Oh, oh, they had BTS for that. They had BTS for oh, G7. I thought it was someone else. Okay. I remember going to the briefing in New York, and they had like like cardboard prints of them <laughs> standing up holding the phone and so Fair first enough. I, and so of course i went to take a photo with the cardboard prints not for anything other than my daughter mm. and she could have sworn for the first like five minutes that they were real nice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they would never let anyone that close to them let me just put it that way really yeah that's how that's how big they are but back then maybe not so much um but that's the other thing too it's you know, it's so funny because I've been watching this documentary about, this is going to be slightly off the tangent. I love that. Um, I'm watching a documentary on YouTube. It's a YouTube originals documentary about K-pop and how it, it, it it's evolution over time. I am a first generation K-pop's, K-pop fan. Okay. I, the original era of BOA, all these people. And then there was like the middle and now we have the BTS era. When BTS was part of the middle era, like the... 2009 let's Mm -hmm. say 2011 i don't know exactly the year they started it makes sense to me that lg was able to get them then yeah because they were at home yeah but now that they're global who can with their marketing budget samsung (laughs) samsung so that in a way that almost that almost that almost strengthens the point that lg has only ever been that great at home now i will i will discuss product a little was there anything wrong with the product no you know what the problem is? That the, I think that, you know, this would be like Apple deciding that they want to focus on creating a niche phone. You're never going to see that. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see that. Like, 
Even Samsung tried to make the Galaxy Note as less of a niche product as they could, mm. trying to make it look like the S as much as possible, trying to marry both lineups because they're like, you can try to cater to the hobbyist and the professional as much as you want, but have you ever seen, and I hate, like I just did a briefing yesterday mm. and I the briefing started with a professional photographer talking to us about a specific phone. Mm. And I am like, oh, come on professional photographers would never be caught dead taking a real photo with a phone. Fair. I, I'm tired of that whole mentality of trying to make us believe that professional photographers want to use smartphones for their work. Mm. It's, it, that's not true. That is not true. But they're, they're always going to try to inject those things. They're going to try to inject those things. And I'm like, listen, you want to put this presentation to the average consumer? That's fine. Mm -hmm. But come on, we're the media. Like... <laughs> Yeah. We're not buying into that. The only time that will ever make sense is if we go to a briefing and film that briefing with yet another phone. <laughs> and so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Going back to the whole topic of product. So yeah, LG was pretty much the first company to give me manual controls on a smartphone camera. Mm -hmm. Great. How much have you ever used them? Very little. You use a Panasonic, yep. which is pretty much manual. Mm -hmm. I used the Panasonic for two years. I adore that thing. And for me, I fell in love with manual, but I would never use manual on a phone. Mm -hmm. How many have you ever? Nobody does. So it's great that the feature is there. And then we, you know, I think it was LGB40 that implemented manual video controls. Yeah, I think that was the one. But then here's the problem I go into the manual video controls and I'm like, where is the, where? I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. No shutter speed control. Are you serious? It's also just not ergonomically pleasing. All touchscreen. But even if so, we go back, you are trying to cater to a professional audience that would never use, a, that would never trust the phone. Mm -hmm. Like this professional audience can buy pro products. Why would they ever buy a phone? I agree with this sentiment, but it's not like every other manufacturer is not trying to do it as well. I get you. But the, the thing about it is, it, th this is the reason why I feel there's a problem with product. If you want to cater to, you know, people audiophiles, mm -hmm. great. I that the, the quad deck was a fantastic implementation. Made perfect sense, yes. Made perfect sense. But then, you know, these audiophiles, like the real guys, they have the thousand bucks to go buy, a, you know, their real deck. They listen to vinyl and their headphones are probably twice the price of the damn phone. Yep. So that's the reason why the quad deck was like, wow, yeah, sure. But then the whole prospect of I'm giving you manual controls for your camera, mm -hmm. and just because you get manual controls, listen, they can give me all the manual they want. I'm sorry. Ever since G4, LG stopped taking the best photos. Mm -hmm. So I don't really care. Like This is like you tell me you have, like, how long did LG piggyback those sensors, the small sensors that they used? Uh, they kept them on. I think they still keep them on. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. If you're going to give me a Galaxy S21 Ultra, or you're going to give me even the S20 Plus, and you're going to make me compare that to the LG V60 with smaller sensors... Like, you can't beat physics. Like, LG's color tuning died. I remember, I, I remember doing a camera video for the G7 in New York... And just looking at that low light performance, and I'm like, "Damn, LG, uh, mm -hmm. you're not—you you don't have it anymore." 
there was a time where before that I could trust any LG phone. Yeah. I could put up with their software, which I do not like. <laughs> they, they, over and they the never camera. really improved it. I think that I think that kind of comes down to LG as as we said before, contra- contrarian streak, but also being somewhat stubborn to not adopt yeah. the best technologies that are so available. So I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, the last phone I, I did, like the full treatment mm-hmm. comparisons after the buzz, LG G6, mm-hmm. it ended there. And then- Did none of the V series really like- So I did V30. Okay. Yeah, now that I remember, V30. I Yeah, and I adored V30. I loved V30 to death. That, for me, is one of my favorite designs ever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once we got to V40, the triple camera implementation was not amazing. Yeah. They were first. Fine, they were first, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I remember their color tuning was just off. Like, you know, like you'd see like reds bleeding off in, in photos. I was like, oh my God. Oh. And the part that got me just from the video side, because mm-hmm. I know you pixel people on the photos, on the video side, it was like, they talked about like log profile, but it was really hard to work with. Josh. And their videos were always over sharpened. Now I remember, now I remember when I stopped using LG. Mm. So here am I testing the Panasonic G85, mm-hmm. which I had just bought as like my personal camera. I go to the Vatican with my sister, oh. and I decide to film the entire video of the place on the V30. And I was like, you know, so well recommended all this, you know, all this video prowess. Dude, I remember pulling that footage into my, into my computer, looking at all the sharp edges, the terrible stabilization, all the jerkiness. Yeah. And I am like, I just threw away a trip to the Vatican because of listening to other people and all their like, oh my God, yeah, LG does it better. I'm sorry. They mm-hmm. don't. They yeah. stopped doing it since then. The I did this. You know what's funny? I did the same thing. Um, not as awesome as the Vatican, but I did a vlog in Shenzhen with the v30 and i remember looking back on it it was just the main thing that i hated was trying to work with that log footage the log footage just was unusable no matter how much i cranked it in my premiere pro dude and, and, I, and the problem is it wasn't just like i have a folder i can show it to you a folder called v30 mm-hmm. so i have a trip to lisbon on that i have that vatican trip and i have a trip to shanghai previous in the previous year i had filmed the trip to shanghai on the htc the htc 10 Mm. and that phone did better than the v30 so where where would you have had lg go then would it have been like start adopting the imx sensors or no so i think the biggest problem is listen don't just tell me like stop catering to the hobbyist If you're making a phone, think of the phone more as a point-and-shoot market. You're replacing your typical Sony Cybershot camera. That's what you're replacing. You're not replacing a DSLR. You do not have the physics to be able to achieve that. No matter how much software bokeh effect you want to throw in there, you are replacing a Cybershot, not an Alpha. Mm -hmm. All right? Once you land on that, and I, dude, I think that Apple landed on that a while ago. They understood we're after the cyber shot. Yeah. That's what we're trying to fight against. And so what do we have? Great auto controls. I have a ton of great photos that I've taken with cyber shots. And I ha- I've had a cyber shot up until like 2012. And after that, I just started liking using my phones. My phones were good enough. Mm. And so 
the, the problem with I think was mainly that whole con con concept of focusing on the hobbyist, focusing on the professional. We're going to provide all these professional controls. You know, the average consumer doesn't care, mm -hmm. and a professional is not going to buy a phone. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, and so it was that. Like I I don't think like. They can tell me all they want that they filmed that Jason Gordon-Levitt uh, video in a subway station with that kind of lighting on a phone, and I call BS. Mm. I call BS. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I've done, like, I all, that, all those vlogs that I did with that phone were useless. Mm. So they can tell me all they want. If the implementation isn't great... I can't, like, dude, we talked, what, two weeks ago about OnePlus and Hasselblad. Yeah. You can strap that Hasselblad on that phone all you want. If the results I get are no better than anything else, I'm sorry. I can't tell people it's great. Yeah, that's true. And, and that, that's, where my, that's where my whole mentality comes in because, like I said, I look at it through a vacuum. And if I, if I like the phone in that vacuum, then, okay, cool. I'll say so. But it's when you start comparing to the rest yeah. of the market. And the thing is, I, I will admit that even if I have my little like way of looking at things, everyone else does it the other way. And in the end, what are people looking at our videos for? If not to know, we get to try all of them. Yeah, so totally. they want to know what the better buy is. Yeah. And so I think that LG's biggest problem is... They were never the better buy. No. And you know what the biggest problem was? It's called Galaxy S6. Mm -hmm. The moment that Galaxy S6 came with that camera, which then came to the Note 5, mm -hmm. once that launch came, there was nothing stopping Samsung after that. Even the Note 7 wasn't enough a year later to succumb everything that Samsung had done in photography, which is why I'm like, did you hear the rumors? Which one? That Samsung and Olympus, my partner, I was like, no. I did see this. I was like, no. <laughs> and I'm the only one who was excited. <laughs> I, I, and I said that on the daily. I'm like, I know of only one person who's going to get excited. <laughs> I, you know, camera companies, you don't need, uh, sorry, smartphone companies, get those brands to pay you. Mm -hmm. You are more popular than those camera brands. If anything, those camera brands will get more mindshare because of you. I think there's a little bit, not to get too far off the beaten path here, but I think there's a little bit of like a synergy that's going to happen because Samsung has experience in the mirrorless market. They used to have mirrorless cameras. Yeah. The, Galaxy, the Galaxy camera? I'm, tr I'm trying to remember what well, no, the their NX. Their NX lineup. NX lineup. That was the one. So they're going to have some sort of a synergy there, especially since Olympus, now called OM Digital, because Olympus is not really around in the camera market anymore. So oh, really? So, yeah. They, they actually left, uh, officially, they sold the camera division to a different uh, company, and they're going to continue development, but it's not going to be quote unquote all Olympus anymore. So it's technically OM Digital. Interesting. Yeah. So they're going to have some sort of synergy there, and I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I'm kind of excited to see what it is. If it's going to flop the way that OnePlus and Hasselblad kind of did, Dude, we'll see. You have an S21 Ultra. Do you really think Samsung needs help? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But th I think that they have this idea of we really want to kill Apple. We're going to do anything we can to kill. Apple. I get that, but you know, you know what you need. It's called physics. You cannot beat physics. The only way you're going to, like, I think these. You just need to make a huge ass sensor. I mean, I actually have one well, in my bag right now. Right. And here's the thing like, I seriously think that what all these companies need to do is just go poach. Oh my God. Yes. This one is shipping to me right now. Yeah. Um, all, what they need to do is go look for the Huawei team that poached the Nokia team. <laughs> 
Yeah. And get that team to work with you. Study their like a partnership like to death. But not just I don't I don't even think it was their like a partnership. I think that the Leica name did not do it as well as that they team helped. with what they learned with the Lumia ten twenty. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Good point. Yeah. So I don't know. Like we we're getting we're getting um we're getting examples of what a larger sensor is. He's holding a Mi 11 Ultra right now, which I'm just, I'm excited for, but also already immediately disappointed by. Really? Uh, because the rear screen doesn't work for video recording. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So I already made a whole video on it. It's a software it. update. I'm hoping. Oh my I'm God, but this is like an S21 Ultra. Pretty much. It's going to be <laughs> the Battle of the Ultras, which I'm sure is going to be Jesus. a comparison we do soon. <laughs> it looks really nice. Um, yeah, they need to turn on the software features for that rear screen and it'll be my, one of my favorite phones that, and whatever the Zen phone comes out with later this year. But anyway, back on LG, um, there's this thought I had, which for me at least encapsulates how, how I think this all went down. Mm -hmm. We will always give, and I know a lot of fellow creators who will, who will, they will say this to death. They will, they will always be vanguards for LG's innovations. If it's not for what LG did for a number of years leading up till now, we wouldn't have certain things in our smartphones now. Agreed. Right? Ultra-wides, mil-spec, um, you know, the Quad HD resolution, all of these things. Here's the problem, though. LG always, uh, they always banked on innovation over optimization. They would start, they would get your interest with a feature you've never seen before and then never make it better year after year after year. You mean the Z camera? <laughs> oh my God. I forgot what it was called. I remember I remember it now. I forgot what it was called. The oh Z my, camera. I, I just remember my, I think that was it. Like that was the that last was nail in the coffin. Mm -hmm. LGG8 right there. Us trying to do crazy hand gestures. I'm like. Dance puppet. I'm like, <laughs> listen, did any of you guys actually try this? One of our one of our homies, even now, if you were to go to his Twitter, he even said, it. "I'm not going to name names," but he, even he said it. I he said even I had trouble with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, um, God, just not don't focus on that. Just focus on the things that consumers want. Mm -hmm. I know that you can live under the mentality, and again, they I I think you know companies need the, the two divisions to work on one thing. Their R and D, which is this is what we're going to slap on this thing. But then the consumer area has to focus on, listen, this is what people want, mm -hmm. and this, or this is what people don't want. I mean, you saw with the Oppo Find X3 Pro. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we were at that briefing, and they were like, wow, you got rid of the periscopic zoom lens. Well, well, like, why did you do that? And they're like, well, we invented it. But then we, we did a lot of market research, and we realized that consumers didn't want it. Like, they didn't care. No one needs more than 10 times. And so we decided to come up with, like, a good middle ground yeah. of a camera that still is good. And they nailed it. Absolutely. Find X3 Pro photography is fabulous. I'm actually looking forward to going back to that phone after all these reviews. Same. Yeah. Same. And so, you know... Again, we're we're no experts, and again, I I can't claim responsibility over what happened. Yeah, it's, I don't think any of us should. Like, do you, can you tell me that we are at fault for not giving the HTC Vive enough hype, or any HTC phone for that matter? Come on, oh, the, look back the, on the one M ten coverage. Dude, oh my god, the one M nine was trash, and we still <laughs> like. And then they came out with the HTC ten. I love that phone. Still the favorite, yeah. I love the HTC 10, but then they came up with the U. 
I still have a broken U11 somewhere. Um, but yeah, the HTC 10, definitely one of those things. On that note, uh, we're reminiscing about, or we're saying it was one of our favorite HTC phones. They were like, they were like, wait, so there's no buttons on this thing? <laughs> like, I remember a lot of people were like, were like, the review was like the phone with no buttons. Yeah. And all the comments when we did the, the hands-ons were just like, how do you turn it on? <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the HTC 10 as our favorite HTC phone. Um, I think there's no other way to like, the term might be eulogized, but to just remember, what would be some of your favorite HTC devices if you had to pick the top two or three? Oh my God. HTC One X is my top favorite. Did I say HTC? I meant LG. Oh, LG. My yeah. bad. My no bad. Problem. I meant LG. LG. My top number one would be the LG G4. Yeah. I still have photos taken with that phone that will beat the pants out of anything even today. The most amazing sunset dynamic range, fantastic color tuning. Were you, did you get photos with it from the briefing that we had at the top of the, was that where you took those photos? Which one? It was, I remember the, the announcement. I was not in the G, in the G4's briefing, by oh, the way. Oh, really? So that was, in that year, Fisher was still handling the briefings. Oh. Okay. So I remember that I actually got my unit through AT&T over something else that I did with AT&T. They did. They see, I'm going to come in with the favorite moments of LG uh -huh. because that launch event was at the top floor of the new, the newly renovated One World Trade Center. So it was at the very top floor. And we no were, way of the Freedom Tower? Yeah. No way. That was my first time ever going up the Freedom Tower. And we took a bunch of photos up there. And one of my favorite things, uh, shouts out to our friend Flo and Dom Esposito. And, oh, Flo. And, Michael, uh, and with Michael, like the four of us did an Android Authority podcast on that. Um, is it called the Frying Pan? It's this boat that's just floating in the... Oh. <laughs> It's a restaurant, but it's on a boat. Right. So we did a whole podcast on that boat. Right. Uh, after that launch, and we were all holding our G4s like, yeah, there's something really special about this device. Leather backings. Leather backing. Mm -hmm. Like that screen was like, it was like the G3, the G, what the G3 should have always been. And a useless Back but control. cool curve. <laughs> but dude, that phone was so good. Like I, I remember I didn't care about the software. In the end, it was like the perfect implement. Like it was like the most mature G3 that LG could have ever done. But then that camera, I don't think any of us were prepared for that camera. Mm -hmm. I don't think we were. And then LG just, boom, throws it out. And I think that LG, here's the thing. I think that LG learned a lot. I, Google was already working hard on their camera prowess, but we didn't get to see it on the, until the Nexus 6P from Huawei. Indeed. But they were already working on that. And a lot of that, you know, color that we saw with the first Pixel, which was another HTC collaboration. You, you have to remember, LG made how many Nexus phones? They even made one with it. Uh, they made five, five X. No, so they did four. the the five, five X, the four. Yeah. Um, and, and for the longest time, like LG and Google would collaborate, mm -hmm. and so I like we saw a lot on that G four. But okay, G four. That would be my favorite. I want to see some sort of alternate reality where LG and Google just kept going. Yeah. My second favorite would be the G6. Okay. And then my third favorite, just because, like, once we came to V30, I adored the V30 design-wise. But at the time of the V30, we had already gotten, I think, Galaxy S7. Mm-hmm. 
and it was clear. Like he would put photos of the of the V30 next to the S7, I think it was, or whatever Galaxy phone at the time. And it was like, yeah, no, Samsung just owned everybody. Ever since Samsung did that Galaxy Note 4, that was the first phone. Yep, yep. I remember I remember being in Barcelona and taking photos at night of Sagrada Familia from a distance. Dude, I still have those photos. Mm. And that's really where Samsung just owned it. And then the next year, they came up with S6 and just obliterated everybody. I remember that. I re- like for the longest time, I would take photos with my iPhone before that or my LG, whatever. Um, and for me, it was always iPhone and L- like iPhone 5, for example, and an LG, whatever. And those were my two phones of choice forever up until that Galaxy Note 4 came out. Yeah, I remember the Note 4 being fantastic dude still one of my favorite and then the note 5 like dude i have photos of that uh i have sunset photos of that note 5 uh up in ventura and other places dude those sunset shots are gorgeous Mm. and i'm you know i'm sorry lg like they just didn't keep up they didn't take on the same exact like because there's also this other like streak from from people online saying well did you expect lg to just follow the pack kind (laughs) of it would have helped (laughs) i i don't think lg needed to follow the pack i just really think they needed to stop just throwing anything they thought of on a phone Mm -hmm. and focused on you know if consumers love the camera let's continue making the camera amazing mm-hmm. let's not make the camera secondary mean. yeah while we focus on the z camera that no human being is ever going to use the thing is if lg phones were to take the same routes as a lot of their competitors they would have become boring think about it samsung did those gestures first mm-hmm. nobody cared yeah took them off lg yeah people would switch them off LG did it later. Nobody cared. Then Google. I'm like, what the Google? How <laughs> how much more proof do you want that nobody's going to care about your radar yeah. on the Pixel Four? And how many generations of radar did we get? Mm-hmm. One. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if I had to pick some top some top LG devices, I see as I've been making very clear in a lot of podcasts up until now, I tie memories to products. So that's okay. the reason why I think the way that I think. I recall the story that I'm I'm, I'm hoping you'll remember. Uh, I'm going to recall it again, but I don't care because I think it's hilarious. The G-Flex. I think uh, it might have been the G-Flex or the G-Flex 2, but they both had the self-healing back. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the briefing <laughs> where we were messing around with them and then I all of a sudden came up to you and Michael and I looked really distraught and I was like, what, guys, what do I do? Because I took a key and I literally oh, scratched yeah. the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Thinking it would heal. But that was, that was G Flex 2. It was G Flex 2, yeah. So I remember scratching the back of that phone being like, ha, 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 it's going to be great to put it on camera, blah, blah, blah. And then I noticed it wasn't healing. <laughs> yeah. I panicked so hard. I remember that. Um, that was one really good one. Um, G4 definitely up there. But I have to say, the V20 was, from a design standpoint... Uh, I didn't like the V20. One of the last bastions of the metal phone. Like, of, it was Of the so metal good. phone with the replaceable back, yeah. yes. It's just, you know, I still have a V20. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere up there. I... My problem with that phone is just it looked like a tank. Like it, there was no sexiness I loved there. It. I love it. Lo- it, lo- it. I'm like you <laughs> remind me of my pickup truck, and I that, that's like that scene in the Joker where it's like you remind me of my father, <laughs> and I hated my father. <laughs> I remember dropping that phone in Berlin. 
in front of the Bundestag. And that thing was a tank until I dropped it on its screen, but whatever. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was that one. Um, but I have to give some props to, I think the only concept of its kind that I actually really enjoyed and continued using for a while afterwards, and that's LG's dual screen. I never got I never got to use the I didn't care about the dual screen. I liked it cuz you know me. I'm I got YouTube on yeah. something else. Um, oh, the dual the the dual the the case. The, the case. Uh yeah. Uh, I think they just needed to make it thinner. They needed to figure that the out. The one on the velvet was pretty good. I didn't get the velvet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Anton got it. And oh. I was like, "Damn it." Well, the 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 one on the velvet, it was going in the right direction. It was pretty sleek. It they made it white so it actually stood out rather than just being this black thing that yeah, yeah. was it looked like a notebook. Um that one was good and I preferred the dual screen case over I barely got to use the duo. And you know me, I'm not a huge uh, fan of the foldables right now. Like, right. It's just not useful for me. I get that they're great and they're cool. Right. They're just not useful for me. What did you think about the the flip? What's the, what's the I loved it. it. It was, this is another thing. Innovation without optimization. That's what the wing actually proved to me. The wing. Because they, um, they, they brought innovation with a swivel screen but put a mid-range processor in they there. They put a mid-range chip on it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think, listen, can we just agree, how old was that LG UI? Too old. They've they've never really changed can it. Can we, like, that's all they needed to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Like, we really didn't, I get it that you needed some sort of software optimization to, to allow, but you would swivel that thing and you would immediately get that slideshow and I'm like, who came up with this? All I want is a launcher up there to help me pick what I want, mm-hmm. but something simple. I, I'm trying to remember who I had this conversation with. I think it was Isa about why Asian software tends to be the way it is. And we were talking about Chinese phones and LG came up. This is not throwing shade at any people. It's just sort of a thought. Do you remember when we were in Japan? Mm-hmm. It was told to us that everything talks. But the reason why is because they literally want to guide you through everything. True. Right? That's what LG software kind of feels like to me. But let me ask you this. Very handholdy. Let me ask you this. How American is OnePlus? Not well, I mean, zero. I, zero. Yeah. Chinese. <laughs> Ultimately Chinese. Yes. They have stock Android on that thing. Like <laughs> that's fair. I mean, and we go to Oppo's Color UI, Color OS. It looks more like stock Android than ever. Yes. How American is Samsung? <laughs> Not very. <laughs> and so I'm sorry. Like that is the other thing that I I really wanted to point out. Like I remember I gave my uh, my sister's mother. I gave her a G7 or a G8. I gave her a G8. I I got like four units, and so I got a T-Mobile, the red one that mm-hmm. was like really hot looking. So I got that one, and so I gave it to her, and she she's like, "This phone is heating up. The software's so confusing." I, it's just I feel that it was too overbearing. It was just trying to be too many things that the average consumer does not like, and it keeps wanting to teach you about all of its features that you're never going to use that anyway. You're never going to use anyway, like the Q slide and the <laughs> Q pop and the Q. Like nobody's going to thank you. <laughs> So I think ultimately it comes down to, and I'm going to use the title of the previous episode as the question to end this episode, to end this episode. Mm -hmm. Final thoughts. Respond or react to this statement I'm about to make. Without LG, 
life's a little less good. Oh, yeah. So let's expound upon that. I'll expand this way. My personal TV in my bedroom mm -hmm. is an LG 8K nano cell. My monitor in my office. Flex. <laughs> LG flex. LG G flex. Go ahead. Go ahead. My, my monitor in my studio is an ergo. Mm -hmm. My monitor at home is that gaming uh, Ooh, ultra gear monitor. That one's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Except no HDMI 2.1. See, the, these are the kinds of things where I'm like, really? <laughs> um, and then my, in my other, my other monitor is the ultra wide. Mm -hmm. I love, like, I don't think any company does monitors better than LG. Mm. My speakers are all LG everywhere. It, wherever I am, I have an LG speaker. Mm -hmm. I trust their audio quality. I trust them for home entertainment with televisions. I, come on, every single, what are the displays on every single Mac that I've ever used forever? iPad displays are LG. They are? They're all IPS LCDs made by LG. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. All of them. Okay. The Mac, ever since the iMac, they have all been IPS. Ever since Apple jumped to IPS LCDs, this was LG. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ever since they started doing using LED backlights, it was all LG technology. We Have you any idea? Like, th I, I, am, I am sure that that... Uh, Pro Display XDR from Apple. That $6,000 monitor is <laughs> LG technology. I can... Dude, for the longest time, even Apple stopped doing... Stopped making their Pro Display, and they were just selling LG monitors in their store. Oh. That's how much I trust LG quality. Mm -hmm. There is no debating their quality. But if I sit down with any anybody, any consumer... And you ask them about what TV they're going to buy, they'll say, right now it's come to the point where people will say TCL or Vizio, you know, even Samsung. Like, they're top of mind. Oh, by the way, behind you, same, LG. So, oh. yeah. So, I think that they've just lost top of mind. And, 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 and it has, a, like, if you cannot, like, think about it. Like, even OnePlus started as a hobbyist, quote-unquote, web uh you know company and then they realized that the money was in the consumer and now oneplus is throwing a lot of money in marketing mm -hmm. you just cannot like you can't you cannot ignore the importance of marketing if you want to play with the big kids do you think that because we, we we already talked about all the innovations that lg brought that yeah. we all enjoy now are we going to see and i think there's some doomsday people out there who think who think this way are we going to start losing like some risky moves kind of in the way that lg did i mean z cam aside you know they <laughs> they would probably bring things to market that no other manufacturer is like really trying to do okay it. give me one thing that has stuck out of everything that lg has thrown into phones uh well resolution ultra wide no, cameras the ultra wide yeah but L quad hd but the pro here's the thing their oleds bad implementation that's mm -hmm. that was another problem oh. their lcds it was only a matter of time before oled took over because mm -hmm. there was no way you could get hdr implementation on 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 the previous lcd technology um 
So, well, eventually they pulled it off with iPads and stuff like that. But, like, dude, the the problem is that I think that they just, they started bringing innovations that people didn't care about. And then the ones that people started caring about, other companies were beating them. Samsung with their OLEDs, uh, you know, every other company with their cameras. I guess my question then is, I, I guess what I'm trying to, the way I'm trying to word it is, if not LG, then who? Because that's the thing. When we look at all of the manufacturers right now, they're just kind of chugging along. Granted, they're optimizing things that we all want to use. Right. But so who, if not LG, then who? Who's going Dude. to do these innovations? Who's going to actually make Can these changes? Can you argue that Samsung doesn't provide enough innovation? I I agree with you there. I I know where you're, I know that like things like the Z Fold, the Z Flip, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one less person. I mean, I think we can all agree one less competitor. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, but in the end, what's the point of you being a great innovator of things people are not looking for? Mm. And so there are certain things I think I have to admire. You know, the pedigree of Steve Jobs, for example. It took him two and a half years to launch. It took that team two and a half years to launch the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Think of how long that project took—two and a half years—but then it became a force of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of companies, the companies that play the long game are the ones that are the most successful. How, like, we laughed at the Galaxy Note, and now we all adore that thing. Yeah. Now every phone's big. Right. And then, <laughs> think about it. I I did not recommend the first Galaxy Z Fold, the Galaxy Fold. And then what phone am I carrying right now in my pocket? It's a Z Fold 2. True. You know, you remember the first Galaxy Gear, the first, the, the Galaxy Watch, the, the first watch, one that yeah. they did? The Bengal. Dude, people laughed at that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, smartwatches are everywhere. Being first is not important. Being, if you can't launch a good implementation, you're only tar- tarnishing your brand. And so I do feel like right now, there are so many cases. We're, we've been waiting for an Apple event since when? The AirTags have been ready since last year, and yet we get no event. Mm-hmm. There are certain companies that would rather not tarnish something if they're not ready, or would rather just wait for the right time. Probably it's not the right time in the market. There are companies that do that. There is no need to be the first that that Snapdragon 810 if, if you had overheating issues in the lab. Mm-hmm. So I I do feel that there are so many so many examples. Can you ever say that Apple was first at something? I'm trying, to, I'm racking my brain. I really want to find one. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Apple was not first at absolutely anything except putting a thousand songs in your pocket and then launching the best implementation of a smartphone up to the point where everybody else changed. But then those implementations were so good that they completely redid the music industry with a stupid iPod. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. One product. And then they completely redid the smartphone industry with a phone that they thought that they were only going to sell a million units of. <laughs> yeah. And so there are certain things. I have to admire companies like Apple. Like, think about Amazon. How long did they play that they play that Amazon Prime game? Mm-hmm. They played the long game, and they would even tell investors in their meetings, if you're here for profit, you come to the wrong company. Dude, this is what Japanese companies have been famous for. They spend 15 years nurturing their company until it is profitable and wealthy enough to provide investment to their, you know, to provide a return to their investors. investors, And so I I do feel that LG needed to play the long game with their ideas. 
if they came up with that modular design for the G5, I think that they shouldn't have stopped. Yeah. They should have done generation two. They should have just kept it a lineup and they should have continued, continued perfecting it, continued perfecting it instead of showing themselves as a company that tries something and then pulls it back. Mm -hmm. Because nobody is going to believe, who can trust the Moto mods if they only guaranteed them for three generations? Yeah, that's true. And all of the things that they did introduce, if they were able to keep it up, I mean, technically you could say quad deck kind of was kept up. But again, it's another one of those things that general consumers are not really looking right. at. Right, and, and it's one of those things where mo I get that their audio quality is amazing. The headphones that I carry in my bag are still the ones that are compatible with that quad deck. I mm. love them, yeah. even without the deck. You know what the problem is? I like they, These are just too niche. Mm -hmm. They have always been just too niche. And, you know, average consumers are more focused on wireless headphones. And LG had amazing wireless headphones, and then they just stopped doing them. Yeah, the tones. The oh, tones. my God, the tones. I was a vanguard for those for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Why did you just not can keep going? Just don't do it for the profits or for the numbers. Play the long game, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And so when you play the long game, let's go back to the camera of the G4. Mm -hmm. Amazing camera. G5, dual cameras. Oh, my God. But then with that G6, they shouldn't have put the same cameras as the G5. Yeah. And then with that G7, they shouldn't have put the same cameras as the G5. <laughs> and then with that G8, they shouldn't have put the same cameras as the G5. <laughs> yeah. You get where I'm going? Totally. I didn't care about your Z camera or I wanted better cameras. Mm. As technology evolved, they should have kept evolving and they did not. Yes. Shortly after the G7, that was when we started to see the advent of those IMX 486s of all of these camera sensors that Sony started pumping out and every manufacturer was adopting them. Not LG. Not LG. Yeah. And so I'm I'm sorry, but that long game did not need to stop. The dude, everybody started doing better ultra wise than LG. Soon after. Yeah. I mean yeah. you got that V forty with their first telephoto, that telephoto was trash. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I, I can't sit here and tell you it's great if it's not. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. But even then, and here's and here comes the the and statement, because I think too many people live in or um, either you were for LG or you weren't. Like, no. no. We can be critical of a company and still want to pour one out for them. What right is now. your favorite phone from last year? From last year? Uh, Zenfone 7. <laughs> I know. I knew the answer to that. I have never... I had the last time I tried an Asus phone was three years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to try products and we get to report on our biased opinion, because it is, yeah. over what we, th like, I care, I have kids. And so it's funny when um, I, I was in a briefing recently and, and they were like, yeah, but you know, the average consumer doesn't care about video. And I'm like, really? When was the last time? How, how many camcorders are sold right now? Do you really think that Apple started owning video since 2010 because they thought that people did not want to get rid of their camcorders and just use their phones. Mm. Right now, if you want to do a TikTok, it's not a still, guys. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you want to do an Instagram story, it's not a still. Mm -hmm. You can't consider that video is not important. And so I have kids. I care about filming my kids. I care about remembering my kids. I just lost so much family with COVID. I'm happy I had a lot of videos of them to remember them. Like this, you, you can't just you can't sit in front of the consumer and tell them 
that these things are not, you know, the average ways to, to, to acquire memories, you know, you can't take them for granted if yeah. you truly want the phone to replace other products. You also can't put words in the consumer's mouth. Right. Like, thank you. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, you will like this. You will get used to this. Like, no. And the- you know the story of thank you, right? Well, it was their IoT brand. Yeah, but you know that they came up, they had like a couple of brands available, and that that thank you was cherry-picked by the CEO. Oh, that's right. Again, like, he really wanted it. Like, even against all, like... <laughs> Everyone told him no. <laughs> and then, you know, we started getting press... And so, it's funny when when you get press releases and they're like, yeah, but we call it the G7 thank you. And I'm like, you will. Not me. <laughs> What was the the worst one? LG G8X Think no. You 5G dual screen. No. That was the biggest one. LG V30S Plus Think You. Oh, that's right. S Plus. I forgot about that. We were in that briefing together, I remember. Yep. Oh my goodness. I remember that's how I started the my video. I was in the Airbnb in in Barcelona and I I just literally spouted out that entire name. <laughs> What does this make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we can go back and forth on LG all day, but really, this is all criticism and reminiscence are all born from the same place, and that is appreciation and love. Yeah. Because we had, it's part of our history as people in this tech industry. So I will say, pour one out for LG. Dude, yeah. I will pour one out for their monitors, which I still love, mm-hmm. and their audio gear, which I still love, and their TVs, which are, they're second to none. Dude, they've got WebOS. Like, they have the best smart TV implementation, period. Yeah. There is no room for comparison. And so, but what did they do? They focused on things that consumers care about. They didn't give me a Z camera on that damn TV. Which I thought that was where it was going to go. There you I, go. I, I thought it was. I thought that made sense. Just yeah. just from your couch, but. dude. But we we saw Microsoft with Connect, mm. and then they killed it. Like, listen, like I'm not saying that gesture based navigation is probably. I'm not saying it's not the future, but I. It's one of those things where do you really think that Apple hasn't been testing VR and oh, AR? Absolutely, of course they have. They I mean, do you think that they haven't been testing gesture recognition? Do you think that there is no such thing? As a a Mac with with a tu- with a uh, touch display, I'm sure that they have tested absolutely everything but their mother, <laughs> and then they have come up to a point within the project where they're like, "Yeah, the implementation is not good. Yeah. What do we need to do to get there? It won't stick." And so think about it. Think about the example of the long game, Apple's A4 chip. Mm-hmm. That was their first in 2010 with the iPad. Now, we've got Intel scrambling to build their chips. We've got Google working on Whitechapel. We've got Xiaomi and Oppo working on their own chips. Mm-hmm. We've got a chip shortage. Like, we, like this is one company that could have probably tried to do an M1 back in 2010, and then they realized, you know what? No, the technology's not there. Yeah, we got chill. Let's, this is going to, we're going to create the roadmap. Mm-hmm. And within that period, we're going to see how far Intel can go. And the moment Intel can't do it, we pull out. Mm-hmm. And we've already got a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I do feel that this is just a great business example of a company that thought ahead. Yeah. And that's, I just, if you notice all the LG launches, it's a clear example of products that did not think ahead. Mm-hmm. 
They just they got they had success in something and then they ran with it. They milked that cow up until the cow was dry, mm-hmm. and then by the time they wanted to react, people were already doing significantly larger sensors and like they were just so caught behind that they realized you know it's just going to be too hard to pick the brand back up. Yeah. Well, I think we've pretty thoroughly gone through everything that we could say about LG. And we're and, and we've like there's nobody to blame. Yeah. Except you know who? LG. Mm-hmm. It will always come down to that. And it's not throwing shade at them. No. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. I mean, what am I going to say? Oh, that HTC, their, it's, their problem is, is the Wall Street Journal or the media? No, dude. Like, it's everybody is responsible for their own tenure and everything that they do. Yeah. And absolutely every job that I've had. As I say, you know, if I screw, all the screw-ups are mine, all the successes are off my team. Mm. If something goes wrong, it's not my team's fault. It's mine. Mm. I am responsible. And so there's nobody to blame. It's not the consumer. It's the brand. They chose to be where they are. Yeah. And they will be missed. <laughs> they will. Uh, but you know what? They, I think they would have been more missed if this news came out in 2005, 20, 2015, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say 2005. In, t- in 2015, where they were still popular. <laughs> we made the chocolate. We're going to go ahead and leave now. <laughs> right. But, but, yeah. But, but honestly, right now, like, it, it, I, I remember, you know, the, the, the day we got the announcement, it was like midnight. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We got the announcement from the team. And, and so Anton and I were deliberating because he's in Romania. And so he's like, we should make a video about this. I'm like. Honestly, I'm not going to sit here and behave like if I'm going to try to show myself as a pundit or or a business expert of any sort. If we want to actually make a video of to to pinpoint what went wrong, we have to own it with information, mm-hmm. not just opinion. Yeah. And I really don't have the time to dig up all the information. And that's why I didn't want to do a video either is because I realized for the next week I have upwards of four different podcast opportunities to talk about it so why would i make a video dedicated to just that one subject no and 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 it's one of those things what am i going to do celebrate their demise i i'm not mm-hmm. i've got so many friends there yeah absolutely yeah. Who, who we are really hoping we'll still be able to work with oh and and i yeah i, I reached out to all of them and mm-hmm. i'm and and the, i love here's the thing and props to lg for figuring out in what other divisions they could assign these people to mm-hmm but I, you know, I thought I could sense that it was the beginning of the end since the since the beginning of the year with certain moves that they did of certain of their teams like, in yeah. the United States. Mm-hmm. Those moves, the moment those moves happened, I'm like, eh. we started hearing from certain people less. Yeah, but not that they were fired. Yeah, they exactly. Were just re- relocated to different divisions. And see, here's one of those reasons where I'm like, okay, this is what a company does. And so I can't throw shade at LG. Of course. If they are where they are, it's you know their fault. But the fact that they have relocated their team, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, that's a good company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do have to praise them for that. Like, you... You know, you somehow you screwed up. It didn't go well, but you're not making your team pay for your leadership mm-hmm. um, bad decisions. Yeah, indeed. Well, I, hope, uh, I think before we go way too long, I do have to call it eventually. <laughs> we had a lot to say. That's why I was excited for this episode. Uh, but yeah, if any of our friends from 
whoever we've worked with over the years at LG are listening. We hope to see you soon still. Uh, but with that said, we're going to pour one out for LG. And uh, I'm sure con- I'm sure discussions like this are still going to continue. We'll hear more about all of this in the coming days. But with all that said, we're going to go ahead and pop it into the outro starting now. You can find all of the links for Jaime and myself across the internet uh, in the show notes. But as far as PocketNow is concerned, you can head over to PocketNow.com for all of the latest headlines. You can follow PocketNow across social media networks, at PocketNow, of course. And then you can head over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash PocketNow, for video content that's basically coming out every single day. Uh, with all of that said, we are going to call it on this episode of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast, pouring one out one last time for LG. Uh, and yeah, we will see you in our next episode. <laughs>